Welcome to Hairblazers, the podcast where seasoned salon owners and industry specialists share their knowledge. Our mission is to empower owners and elevate salons through conversation about what matters most to you. So you're trying to elevate your brand and get new guests in the door, but you have no money to do it. Here are three steps to create a campaign with impact, even if you aren't driving it with budget. Number one, create a great offer. Don't discount yourself out of business, but a referral program or a really good added value can be the perfect starting point. Number two, create an organic execution plan. Are you going to create two videos a day from CapCut templates, use trending audio for 30 days, or write a few great blog posts with commonly Googled questions in your market, or all of the above? Number three, don't drive it alone. Share your best performing content with your stylist so they can reshare it, coach them on how to talk about it, and connect with influencers and local media in your market. Today we're going to be talking about something that I think a lot of salon owners struggle with, which is marketing when you have no budget, when there is no money at all allocated to promoting your business. Maybe you're just starting out and you're still struggling to build your clientele. Maybe you have been in the game for a while, but maybe your financial situation has changed a little bit. Or maybe you've been in the game for a while and you've never really had to think about marketing before. Yeah, I feel the first one, you know, marketing when there's absolutely no budget for it. I get it. Uh, I've definitely been there. Our business has been there. And, you know, few things I can say about it is that I think people have a perception of what marketing is. You know, believe that it has to be like Super Bowl commercials and big budgets and, you know, a lot of people on a team to do it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And it's definitely not how we started out. Um, you know, quick story about how our marketing journey started within the salon. And as you know, we've talked about, I really do view ourselves as a marketing company first. Without people walking through the door, without getting our message out and, you know, speaking about our brand and, you know, having people learn about who we are, there really is no business. So in a lot of ways, we look at ourselves as a marketing business first. And the way that, that my, my perception of that really kind of changed or came into light was we had an opportunity to go down to VaynerMedia in New York, which we've done a couple of times uh, and met with a team there. And I had an opportunity to speak with Gary V, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you don't know him, look him up great human being and great entrepreneur. We spoke about things that your business will need. We had a one-on-one conversation and there was, I had a whole bunch of questions and he really simplified it down to the things, three things that your business needs. And the very first thing was a marketing person, someone to actually be able to run marketing because again, without it, the business really doesn't have much of a pulse or it'll take a very long time to get there. So coming back home, I had no budget to be out in New York in the first place. It was a very difficult trip in a very expensive city. And then coming back home and not having, you know, the budget to do this, the first task was to figure out how do we scrape enough money together to hire someone that is strictly going to be focused on this. And I'm telling you, psychologically, it's really difficult to do because you know you're not going to see the financial benefit from this immediately. So to take money out that you don't necessarily even have or have very little of is not an easy thing to do. You have to really believe in what you're doing and trust in the process. But we did. Obviously, I had a lot of more knowledge than just you know taking a guess. You know, do your research, learn about how it's going to impact your business. Um, please reach out to me because I can tell you how it's impacted ours and you know the tremendous impact it's had on ours. But we took the leap forward, and 
here we are with Naomi today. Yeah, I think this is my all-time favorite story that Rob tells is the fact that my job exists because he went to New York, met Gary V, and Gary V was like, you need to hire somebody. And that somebody was me. So yeah. it's pretty we're cool happy. that that like we're happy we found you, Naomi. Gary V is the reason my job exists. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I guess we could say that. Um, and it's evolved obviously a lot over the years. Um, but we started out and we started out really simple with, you know, you knew the budget that we had. We didn't have one. We didn't have one per se, the sense where we didn't have a lot of money to spend on it. And we started out, well, before you even started, we just started with like, I think it was $10 a week is what we committed to it. And then eventually just continued to grow that. So, you know, there's many different ways we can look at it. We're going to get into some today, but just know that if you do not have the budget for this, it does not have to be big. You do not have to, you know, sell everything off in order to start with it. We're very fortunate. We've been able to grow into the marketing team we have. We want to continue. We've got a great team, my team, but a great team of people that work with us. Looking forward to growing the team even further. But why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the impact and just how marketing plays into everything we do? Yeah. And I think one of the, to tie into that misconception that you mentioned, you don't need to go and hire an agency who is going to bring in like 10 people into your business and shoot like a year's worth of content. You, you really don't need that, especially as you're first starting out. If you have the budget to support that, amazing. I mean, if you have the budget to support that, you probably have the budget to support someone in-house, which I would say is even better if you can afford sure. it. But, you know, when you're starting with like absolute zero, the best possible thing you can invest when you first start is your time. And that can look like spending 15 minutes a day, even just looking at like what are the current best practices with the Instagram algorithm or spending 15 minutes a day figuring out how do I use like a cap cut template to make a video or how do I you know, make education happen to get my team more engaged on social media. Like, do I know somebody who can come in and like show the rest of the team how to take really good photos? It can really be as simple as that. And one of the things that I think can make a really big impact, especially if you're first starting out, especially if you, the owner, are investing your own time into running your social media and all of these other kind of marketing components is use AI. Like, Ooh. Chat GPT exists. This did not exist when you first started out. And there Oof. are so many things you can utilize this tool to do. Uh, you may not necessarily end with like a finished product when you say, write me an Instagram caption. You may need to tweak it. You might need to make some changes, but it's an amazing starting point and it can save you so much time. You can ask Chat GPT to create you know, a social media posting plan for you for the next month, including topics and captions and hashtags. You can ask it pretty much anything and it'll deliver it for you. And even if it- To some degree. To some degree. It takes a little bit of work. It's not as easy as that, but for sure. Exactly. And, you know, as you- try and you've done it a few times, you'll also get better at knowing what inputs to put in so you can get the best results out of it. And it also learns. Exactly. A little more about you and your style and whatnot, and it'll evolve as well too. Yeah. And even if you're asking like, you know, plan me out 30 days worth of content, even if you pick the top 10 that you like the best, that's still better than having to spend a couple hours and, you know, painstakingly caption 10 Instagram posts by yourself. 
I think what's really important to understand with everything you're just saying, it's all, it exists. It's out there. You can get this information. And a lot of times you can get this information for free. So when we started out, um, before you came on board, my first ad buy was boosting a Facebook post for 10 bucks. And it was obviously a very horrible way to advertise. And I didn't know at the time, just think, but everyone I spoke to said, don't do that. That's just the worst way that you can spend your money. Um, so I, so I researched it. I actually went on LinkedIn. I think it's called LinkedIn learning. Yeah. LinkedIn learning still exists. Still exists. It's a great resource. Bought the subscription for a month and really took a deep dive into Google AdWords and how they worked and how to set it up. And I set it up, I set up a really half-assed ad campaign or Google AdWords managing page. I'm sure if we looked at it now, it would be comical, but it worked at that time. It got us to a point where at least we're in a position to bring you on board and then have somebody take it and obviously evolve it and do a lot more with it than I was doing at the time. But they're just stepping stones and this information is out there for you. It is something you totally can do. Um, It's something you can totally start on your own with a very little budget. And I highly suggest you do. It's just the best thing that ever happened to us. And I don't know if this is because like I am in the marketing sphere and all of the algorithms just feed you more of what you generally are already seeing, but I feel like there's like more accounts in this category than basically anything else on social media right now. And that's people who are like social media managers being like, here's trending audio, here's eight hooks you can use, here's all of these resources for how you can create content. Like there is such a... There's such a wealth of that right now. Even if you can take like a little bit from that, that's a great place to learn because those people are, you know, definitely not all of them are providing a lot of value, but the ones who are providing a lot of value can give you a much stronger starting point than you'd be getting on your own. So if you don't have any budget to run ads on social, totally understand what's something that you can do as an alternative. And the answer to that is create really good organic content. And if you can strike kind of the right balance of using features that are a little bit newer to platforms that the platform is still pushing, um, you know, creating a really strong story around your brand and the content you're creating, having a really good hook. So you're really getting that, that viewer's attention within the first two, three seconds of the video. Organic content can really do a lot for your brand. Another thing that can be really powerful is getting your team to create great content. So part of that, you can take, you know, the content that you've created, whatever's performed the best, share that with your team. So your team can then put that on their platforms, whether that's relating to a promo or the salon or anything. And then what you can do as well is if you have had pieces of education that have helped you or like videos that have helped you or tips that have helped you share that with your team. Cause that'll probably be beneficial for them. And I always say this, but if you have six staff members, that is potentially six additional people who can be promoting your business and creating content right. for your business. That's a whole nother conversation and getting, getting your team involved to that level. Um, but, you know, back to the my original point about, you know, being able to do it with a little budget. These platforms, the majority of them are free. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is effort, obviously time, which you can find. I can guarantee you if you look at, you know, what is it called? Screen time on your phone. I bet there's a lot of time on Instagram or social platforms. Um, but find the time and just be committed to doing it. Just be committed to putting content out there and getting that whole process started. 
a lot of reasons why people don't do that. I think maybe we even talked about that on a, on a previous podcast, but just understand as a salon owner, as a business owner, as a stylist, which is kind of like your own business owner in a lot of ways, um, understand that there are a lot of avenues available to you at no cost aside from your time which we understand is very valuable, but if you're wanting to make it, if you're wanting to really push your career forward, it's a great investment to make. Mm -hmm. Another element that can definitely help you out as well on the Google side and making sure that you're showing up reasonably well on Google and you know you always wanna show up on the first page because if you're not showing up on the first page, you're probably not gonna get seen. Um, there's two ways to improve your ranking. One of them is gonna be your Google My Business profile. And if you don't know what that needs is, be, needs to be tight. It's you got to do it. You got to look it up. Um, and the way that you can make sure that you're going to rank well with that is make sure your content is up to date, add some photos in, and they don't even necessarily have to be that new. Just take, go and screenshot half a dozen photos from your team members' Instagrams, put them on your Google My Business profile, um, and ask your guests to leave you a review. Those three pieces of content will help build out your basic profile, make it more robust. And Google will see that it's more recent and it's active. So it's going to rank you better. Yeah. These are really simple things. This isn't, you know, understanding how Google ads works. This is literally updating your hours, making sure the address is correct, update photos and the reviews is key. Yeah. Getting reviews is key. And a lot of times reviews, getting reviews is simply just asking for them. Would you mind leaving me a review, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if your salon software has the capability, sending out an email after the service saying, hey, we hope you enjoyed your experience. Please leave us a review. Another thing you can do that's, I guess, a little bit more involved would be creating a couple of blog posts on your website itself. So this is kind of um, more of an SEO thing that will help you rank, help you, you know, optimize your place within search engines. And a great way to do this is take a commonly searched question in your area. And what you can even do is just go, go to Google yourself and like start typing in some combinations and see what's auto-filled. That's probably the simplest way to see things that are being searched in your, in your location. Um, and create a few blog posts to be tailored to those. You know, if you wanna be known as a salon in your area that does extensions, people are probably Googling salons in this city that do extensions. Uh, you can create a blog post around that and make sure you include that question in there somewhere. So for example, like you can start your blog with like, you may be asking yourself, what salons in my city do extensions? And that's a really easy way to do it. Right. And, and blogging and setting up a blog on your website, not difficult to do. Yeah, exactly. Fundamentally, all you need is text on a page. And that's even something that you can get AI to write for you. However, one thing I'll say about that is with the rise of AI, we're seeing a lot of lower quality content that doesn't necessarily have as much authority. So don't just like chat GPT 85 blogs and slap them yeah. on your website, that's probably not going to get you the results that you want. It's a great tool for drafting. So get it to draft or blog post about extensions in your area. Um, and then make sure you're editing it and tweaking yourself, put it on the website. But again, better than having to start from scratch. And those are a couple of simple ways that you can improve your Google ranking without actually having to pay for anything. Yeah, and back to AI for a second. AI is not, the intention here is not to have it replace what you're doing. It's to be a tool to assist you in what you're doing. That's 
I, in my opinion, one of the best ways to use it. And the way that you just explained it, Naomi, which is get it to give you a rough draft first. It's just great to get, you know, some of the things that would just be pretty straightforward to have down, but rather than taking 10 minutes to type it out and go through and think of all the points, they'll spit them out and then you're going to take yourself and now use that and put your twist on it and make it really authentic to you. Exactly. That voice really matters there as well. Go. The voice. That's what we're looking for. So one thing I do really recommend when you get to the point where you do have that $10 a week is spend it on Google. If you think about all of these different online channels as a funnel, generally on social, that's when people are kind of prospecting. They're kind of curious. The intent is relatively low. So if I'm on social, I'm probably doing it to catch up with my friends, to see the people I'm following, to watch some cute dog videos. Whereas if I'm actually going into Google and I'm searching hair salons near me, my intent is pretty high. If I'm searching that, I'm probably interested in booking a service because if I wasn't interested in booking very a service, it's very intentional. It's very high intent. So if you can rank there, that is a much better dollar spent in terms of how likely it is to actually get somebody in your door, get somebody sitting in one of your chairs. So when you do get to the point where you have a little bit of budget to play with and a little bit of budget to spend, Google is a really good first place to start. I wouldn't like start out with TikTok ads. Like don't, let's not run before we can walk. Start out with something that is relatively low on the funnel that has the best um, chance for a return on your investment. For sure. And I'd also add is that, you know, Give it time. This is not something that just happens overnight. You don't just start dumping a ton of money into marketing and seeing results immediately. One of the best ways to do it is to start out yourself. Start out on the social channels for free. Learn about posting content. Learn about being consistent. When you have the opportunity to then put some budget towards Google AdWords, start simple. Doesn't have to be crazy. And work your word, your work your way towards building a team, whether that's going to be an external team that you want to hire internal team you're going to hire, your stylists who might want to take on some extra responsibility um, that are interested in growing within your company, um, and then use that team then to do the things that you were just saying. Start marketing on on TikTok, on Instagram, on any of the social platforms, because it, it's a lot more involved. It, it for is. sure takes a lot more time. It takes a lot more know-how. Not that you can't do it, but if you're running your business, there's only so much that you can actually do. So take your time to get there build the team or the group of people that are going to support you with it. And once you've gotten those best practices and that consistency into place, then start reaching out and spending money on different types of ads. And if you're a salon owner with limited time as well, the best thing is not to teach yourself Google and Pinterest and Meta and TikTok and all of these different ad platforms. Just do one. What I would recommend is if you have limited time, limited learning, in terms of organic social, just focus on Instagram. In terms of ranking on Google, just update your Google My Business profile. In terms of having a little bit of budget to actually play with, just learn Google ads. Those are kind of your starting points. Definitely don't stop there, but if you have limited time, if you're like, I'm doing 85 different tasks in my business, like all of the hats are on my head, just start with those main components. That's really what's going to make a difference for you. Yeah, I, I sympathize with the, um, you know, I don't have time to do it. I, I can understand how difficult that can be. The question you need to ask yourself is, is what's the alternative? 
if you don't do it, you know, what are the, what are the repercussions? You know, what's the end result for you not doing it? Doesn't mean you can't be successful, but are you going to be able to get there in the timelines you wanted to, are you going to be able to grow your business in the way that you wanted to grow your business? Is your brand going to be a reflection of what you wanted it to be? You know, those things take effort and they take time. Either you're going to find it or you're not. And if you truly don't have it, find a way to generate the revenue you need to hire someone to do it. Because honestly, today, it's not optional. A lot of competition. There's a lot of noise out there. What's going to set you aside is people paying attention to your brand. And that today with everything that we have, all the marketing advertising happens, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to really capture that attention for a very short period of time. And once you have that attention, what are you going to do with it? So I really don't even think it's, I really don't even think it's an option. Um, I really think it's a necessity and you need to find just like you would budget for anything else in your business, find a way to budget for it so that either yourself or someone else is able to do it for you. Absolutely. And the last thing I would say to that is it's ideal to have something to drive. And by that, I don't mean that you should always be discounting, always be putting a percentage off. Even if you're in a position where you're like, I really need guests in the door. If you're constantly discounting, you're just going to get yourself into trouble. It's a dangerous place. It's a slippery slope, but having a consistent offer, like a referral program or an added value item for a new guest's first visit. Those type of promotions, you can keep always on and you can also make sure that your staff is really familiar with them so your staff can also help you drive them. Because if you have a stylist who knows, okay, we have a added value item if somebody's a new guest, if they're out and they're talking to somebody who's potentially going to maybe come in and sit in their chair, they can also tell that person, oh, you come, you have your first visit with me, you also get this added value item, or you refer a friend and you get this benefit. Those are things that will help drive your business. And it's better to pick one, standardize it, make sure everybody knows about it and drive it across a lot of different channels, all of the different channels that you're working on versus continually switching it out or like, okay, this didn't work for two weeks. So I'm going to like try something else. Then I'm going to try something else and try something else. Um, I do definitely recommend testing and trying a few different things. However, having one ongoing promo makes sense. Makes sense. You can measure it. You can see if you're hitting your goals relative to it. You can create a goal relative to it and your team can drive it because if you're changing it all of the time. Your team isn't going to even know what's going on, much less feel confident talking to guests or potential guests about it. Yeah. And then it's always relevant, right? You can, you can use it all the time. It doesn't matter how far back in your social it sits. It still makes sense. Um, I get to really get back for a second to uh, discounting. Very dangerous place to start implementing discounts on a regular basis because then your um, your business becomes very price-based and your guests will end up deciding whether they want to come to you or not on whether you're having a sale or not. So highly recommend staying away from discounting, but added value is completely different. Added value then you're very much in control of. I would say this, if it's not, if you're, when you're thinking about discounting, if you wouldn't give it away for free, then don't do it. And if you would give it away for free, give it away for free. Much better impact. It'll have much better results for you. And there's a really good impact that it has on your social. It gives you something really strong to talk about. So yeah. Yeah. It's better to have something that's cohesive that can be driven really well across right. different channels. That's going to have a much better impact for you than having 
things change quickly and then not being able to actually drive them very well. So if you're a salon owner that is in a position where you don't have any money to spend on marketing, a few great places to start are making sure you have a strong offer, investing your time because you probably do have a little bit of time, even if you don't think you do. Take a look at your screen time. You're probably spending an hour a day on Instagram. At least. At least, exactly. Utilize AI where possible and take from this conversation the main places that you can get started and that are going to give you the best return for you investing your energy into them. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a review, share with your team, and tune in for the next episode. We appreciate you.